Hello, my fibromyalgia community. My name is Amanda Lee Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those with fibromyalgia. As I know your plight of not finding answers, the answers you so desperately seek. I personally was diagnosed with it over 10 years ago. That is why it's my mission to work with 156 people with fibromyalgia this year to get back to enjoying your life again through lifestyle changes, supplements, food choices, and mindset. And I hope you want that too this year. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode 47 with Sherry Ant on Emotional Detox. Definitely check that out if you haven't. Today I'm bringing you a solo episode. Make sure to reach out if you're joining the guest experts or you just like me, or maybe you like both. I would love to hear your thoughts. Now let's talk about today's topic, which is fibromyalgia and food part one. But first, why did I choose this topic? Because dietary changes are not part of the standard treatment for those with fibromyalgia, which is horrific to me. The two recommendations are medication and physical therapy, which I actually did both, which we all know doesn't work. When you're suffering daily with the common symptoms of horrific pain, fatigue, sleep issues, brain fog, and digestive issues, then you should look no further than what you're eating. Look at what improvements you can make with your food choices so you can start feeling better. This is honestly one of the things I work on with my clients is telling you what foods are going to give you back your life. So you're probably wondering, what should I do? My first suggestion is avoiding gluten, which I know you all are going to hate. Episode 12, Food Allergies and Intolerances, I do talk about this. This is one of the foods I say that you should really consider not having. A lot of people with fibromyalgia have food sensitivities, so you should check this episode out. Do you know what gluten is? Gluten is a gunky glue-like protein found in cereal crops. Most people are familiar with wheat as being a main source of gluten. We forget that it's also in many other grades, such as barley, spalt, and rye. You might think that you're following a healthy gluten-free diet by avoiding wheat, but you might inadvertently be ingesting gluten from other grains. One molecule of gluten can stay your body for weeks up to months. Something you might not know. Oatmeal, of course, does not contain gluten but you might have seen the gluten-free oatmeal. This might have confused you. Oatmeal is most most of the time processed in a facility with other grains, so it may become cross-contaminated. So that is why you buy the gluten-free brand. I personally enjoy Bob's Red Mill Quick Cooking Oats. Getting to know the grains you eat should be your first step. You also have to think that gluten is in so many processed foods. The gluten-free products are not what you should be having too often either, as they are heavily processed and contain additives that might make your fibro symptoms worse. A lot of them are very high in sugar or have ingredients that quickly convert to sugar. The best thing is to have foods as close to their natural state as you can 
If you're going to have something that is not natural, just make sure to read all the labels for gluten. You might be wondering why so many people are having issues with wheat. It's because today's wheat grain is genetically different from wheat produced decades ago. I'm sure most of you have heard of gluten sensitivity. If you don't know, I have two genes from both parents that predispose me to that gluten sensitivity. If you have gluten sensitivity, this means that when you have the smallest amount of gluten going into your body, it causes an immune system response in the small intestine. This, of course, ends up being the end result, which is called leaky gut. If you want to learn more about what is leaky gut, I talk about it in episode 13, which will be in the show notes. Think about this. Gluten's big cause is a body-wide inflammation. Researchers saying that fibro is not an inflammatory condition. The symptoms of body-wide inflammation and fibromyalgia can overlap. What inflammation and fibromyalgia have in common is body-wide aches and pain, issues with the digestive system like bloating, constipation, diarrhea or reflux, headaches, fatigue, brain fog, poor sleep, anxiety, you might find this interesting. There is a report with fibro patients with non-celiac gluten sensitivity improved when placed on a gluten-free diet. The way they measured this improvement was the study patients achieved at least one of the following criteria. Returning to normal life, returning to work, remission of pain, discontinuation of opioids, pain meds, This is not in my scope of practice. This is something you should ask your doctor. Now, you should know that gluten sensitivity is not the cause of fibromyalgia, but you can see improvements in your health when following a gluten-free diet. So what do you have to lose but not at least trying it? It may may help you to keep a food journal and record any symptoms that occur after eating particular food items. If any patterns... It may be worth considering avoiding those foods for a while to see how this affects symptoms. Next, vitamin D. The National Institute of Health actually says there might be a link between fibro symptoms and a vitamin D deficiency. There is some research that shows that if you have chronic issues like fibromyalgia, you're most likely low on vitamin D. There is also studies that found if you take vitamin D supplements, this is shown to improve your mood, sleep, and overall well-being. Of course, more research needs to be done with this topic. Foods that have vitamin D to include each day, egg yolks, if you don't have sensitivity to eggs, sorbage and salmon, tuna, canned and water, almond milk, pork chops, chicken. Remember that our bodies work differently from someone else, so it might not reduce the symptoms in everyone with fibromyalgia. Spinach is an utter study says that they have found a connection between low magnesium levels and fibro symptoms. It shows that your digestive system and urinary issues are linked to the condition which in turn causes magnesium deficiency. When you're not getting enough magnesium, 
that could contribute to muscle spasms, weakness, agitation, anxiety, restless leg syndrome, sleep disorders, and menstrual pain, which we all know are fibro symptoms. Other great sources of magnesium are legumes, kale, swiss, chard, other leafy greens, Brazil nuts, cashews, pumpkin, and squash seeds. That is three suggestions that I have given you in this episode. This week, think about which one you want to do, then take action on doing it. And if you struggle with following recommendations, accountability is a huge thing I work on with my clients as a coach slash nutritionist of following through of what they need to do to get better. Would you like also help with the food so you know which foods are right for you and your body? Then I invite you to do a short 30-minute phone call so you don't have to figure out the food stuff on your own. Make sure to reach out through any social media or my email, which will all be in the show notes. Next week's episode, I will be bringing to you episode 49 called Fibromyalgia and Food Part 2.